And you're very welcome. We have football and racing fever on the Pontus platform this week. Uh, Niall Cronin and I are on a junket with Betfair to the Wales game on Monday. So we had to bring someone on, namely Barry Orr, who's better known nowadays as being Rio Ferdinand's... What, Niall, is he again? He's his He's corner man, sure. Corner man for his boxing career. Yeah. So Barry Orr is on the line from uh, Betfair. And uh, we also have our regular uh, Niall Cronin from the Evening Herald, John Brennan from the Sunday World. And Daniel MacDonald, uh, who will obviously be covering both the Ireland games, is in studio as well. How are you getting on, gentlemen? Oh, very good, Johnny. Is there like an in-running market on you making the plane on Monday, <laughs> given yes. your own track record? I, I, I would definitely get involved in that market now. I reckon there's good... You know, Barry, it is a very early there. flight now, and you're also talking about going to the bar early. Yeah. Well, listen, it has to be done, Johnny. You know yourself now. I, I fancy you to be there all the same. I can't see you missing this trip, especially after Ireland do a job in Moldova. And that's what we're here to talk about. Okay, let, let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the game, Dan. Is is this a formality? Yeah, it should be a it should be a formality in terms of winning the game. I think the interesting thing from a punting perspective people can look at it is uh, Moldova's record across the group. Um, they have this sort of, from their perspective, like this worrying propensity to concede late goals. They, they can actually hang in games. They were nil all after 75 minutes against Austria earlier this year away and they conceded twice. They were nil all against Wales until the 80th minute last month at home and conceded twice. Now, they still have conceded 20 goals across the group. Even Ireland's game in Moldova was two late goals that killed them off. So they can be sort of plucky enough and stick in there and from the perspective of people maybe who I think like Ireland should win this game so whatever price they are is is, is not going to be any kind of value in it but if you're looking at maybe goals bets or uh you know any sort of in running sort of angle, particularly from a you know a bet fair man on the line. That I think as the game goes on, you would think that Ireland could improve their their situation in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, and it could be a it could be a sort of a two three nil with, with with a late goal element factored into it. That's interesting, Dan and Barry. In terms of uh, the odds, I mean, we're talking something like tens on Ireland. Maybe is there value? Maybe back in half time, full time, or something like that, or or what price for Ireland to qualify? There must be some value for for punters is, that doesn't involve back in a one to ten shot. Yeah, well, in the in the win draw win market, they're one to twelve. Obviously, not a lot of value there for sure. And the match odds on both teams have scored are sixteen to five. That's Ireland to win the game, but to concede a goal to Moldova in the halftime, full time, a draw halftime. Ireland go on and win a full time. That's currently a three to one chance. And then Ireland qualify for the twenty eighteen World Cup. That's a six to one chance at the moment. Interestingly, in that market, Wales just six to five to go on and make it to the twenty eight World Cup finals in there. Are, uh, are you all right Russia there, Barry? Have you have you had a Russian blood to the head or something? <laughs> you don't fancy that price, John. That makes you a layer. Well, there's every chance they're going to take six points out of these two games and still be the worst second and not even get a playoff. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. No, no, if they take actually, the, no, if they take the six points, they'll definitely be in because they'll have 14 points in that playoff table, are you John. sure? Oh, 100%, yeah. Oh, yeah, they so have 14, it's a, yeah, But if yeah. they drop points in Georgia, they're screwed. They're ghost, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. sorry, yeah. John, 6-1 six six to and 6-1 six six on to Ireland? 6-5 is incredibly, incredibly short, Barry. 6-1 on Ireland? 6-1 uh, on Ireland qualifying? I, yeah, I, I wouldn't... Uh, our problem is it's we're back to people doing us favours. Uh, we take our six points from these two games... We need favours from the other groups to get into the playoff. If we actually get into the playoff, looking at them at the moment, among the teams we'd face are Sweden and Iceland. Now, are they any better than us? Among the teams we'd face are Portugal and France. Nah, don't want to go there. But at the moment, 
Sweden and Iceland, I'll take my chances with them at six to one. I don't think we'll make it. I just yeah. don't think we'll make it. One interesting thing is I gather uh, Aaron Ramsey is on the yellow card tomorrow. And if he gets a yellow card out in Tbilisi, he misses the match on Monday. So there's every chance Wales will be going into the match on Monday without their two best players. I wouldn't Which, say every chance, no, but I'd say he'd probably pull out of the odd tackle. Well, maybe. if he pulls out of the odd tackles, yeah. George aren't bad. Myself yeah, and Dan bad, had to sit there watching them run rings around us for about 45 minutes there last month. They're not a bad side out there. Yeah, Dan, just just can you explain, how are Ireland going to qualify if we can do it? Well, this is the thing. I, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be getting involved at 6-1 to because I think sort of the various permutations we need and, and, you know, anticipating how Ireland might be priced in the games they may face, I think um, we need a lot to go right. I am conscious we're speaking on Thursday. There's games going to happen maybe by the time this goes out. Um, but the, the, the simple answer is that two wins for Ireland may not be enough for a playoff. Wales aren't in that situation situation just yet yeah. but but Ireland are in that position so there's a couple of other groups we need to go our way over the next couple of days it involves you know Scotland beating Slovakia and losing to Slovenia or drawing with Slovenia on Sunday or uh, both Bosnia and uh, Greece. Greece dropping points against Cyprus and Belgium on Saturday so you know Belgium are already through and Cyprus have a very bad record against Greece and they're at home but everyone in Cyprus supports the Greek national team mm. so there's just things that we need Except to go North well Cip- North Cypriots yeah exactly so there's there's things we need to go well before we even get to a situation where Monday is crunch. So it's a really weird one. And, and that's hanging in the air the whole week. This nightmare scenario, the Sunday may not, or sort of Monday, yeah, may, may not, not even count. Yeah. So, um, Will we still go on the junk at Nile if the game doesn't matter? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that it may There's not no even matter. Market, I'm, I'm, There's no price in that market, There's no price in that market. When the match is over... better it's bought and paid for. When the match is over on Monday night, we may have to wait until Tuesday night's games. Yeah. Well, see, if we wait until yeah. Tuesday, you're done. Yeah. If you wait until Tuesday, yeah. it's over yeah. because the, that, if you're saying that's happened, uh, if you're waiting until Tuesday, that's because one of Bosnia yeah. and uh, Greece have won one. on Saturday. Uh, so you need Greece away. to drop points against Gibraltar on Tuesday. Not going to happen. Uh, or Bosnia dropping points in Estonia, maybe. But yeah. I think if we wait until Tuesday... What about that other group, that last group where there's, uh, not unlike ours, there's four teams in contention, Group Group I with Croatia, Ukraine, Turkey and Iceland. It's I, I just can't see the combination there where it works out. Dan, you, sound quite, you sound quite bleak. What about the yeah. Wales game? I think, I, I think our best chance is the Scotland group, but I'm conscious yeah. that yeah. That's, uh, those games are tonight and this could be dead by the time when this goes out. The, so The Wales um, game, uh, Barry, I see on the exchanges Wales are even money and the, the sportsbook is 9-10 to 10 and an Ireland win, you're yeah. talking about 3-1. to one. Yeah, just under three to one on the sports book, twenty nine to ten to draw, and Ireland on Monday's game. Yeah, Wales just a shade of odds on at nine to ten. So, like that's even with a weakened Wales side. Obviously, Gareth Bale coming out of there, uh, coming out of that team for the next two games. That's being factored into the price as well. And their shade of odds on. I'd expect them to be about even money Monday, but uh, it looks like we we um, we're going to struggle as well out there, according to the market. Anyway. Yeah, Barry, I'd be I'd be happy enough to take Wales on at evens because Ireland are. I think they're a good side at not losing anyway. I know they'll they'll kind of have to win the game, mm-hmm. but uh, I I'd, I'd expect us to be competitive there without Gareth Bale. Where we should be well up to getting a result anyway. What do you think? Yeah, most definitely. I I think we'll make it difficult for them all, right? I, obviously, without Garrett Braille, and like the lad said, if anything happened to Aaron Ramsey, that'd be significant as well. But I think we're going to struggle out there. I think Wales, obviously, they had a great uh, they had a great Euros, and they, they remind me a lot of Ireland in their heyday. Really, they've a lot of nice players coming through as well. The young kid whose name just escapes me. Woodburn, Liverpool, Woodburn. 
Yeah, he seems, he seems to be a, a, the makings of a really decent player as well. Obviously, they've given him is his, they might cap him again on Monday and uh, against us. I, I think we're going to struggle to be perfectly honest, Johnny. I hope I'm wrong. Barry, the bet I like what price he given is, uh, and it's a, a result that would suit us down to the ground. Is a draw in Tbilisi tomorrow night, Georgia v Wales. What price draw? Uh, nine to four a draw, John. In that game, it's sixteen to five Georgia. Even money Wales again, so no. they're evens away from home to to beat to beat or to beat uh, Georgia, and they're evens at home to you, beat Ireland. Nearly, you do so. you do know they haven't won their last nine away games in which Bale hasn't played. They haven't won any of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take nine to four, please. I'll have a bucket full of it, Barry. In fact, I'll have I'll have a, a draw. T- yeah. Yeah, I'll have a ticket on the junket on Monday, even though I'll already be in Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, happy days. So actually, make a good kick. Niall, uh, do you have any soccer fancies for the for the weekend? Uh, sure, I suppose talking about the Erling game, you, you could you could fancy it being fairly edgy uh, tomorrow night. And, you know, draw Ireland to 3-1, to one, there could be a bit of value in that in a game where we're long odds on favourites, but there's no real... You couldn't, with any confidence, maybe delve into the minus two handicap or anything like that. So maybe a draw, a draw at halftime or a full time at three to one. I think we'd probably be a bit edgy. Tell me, sorry, Barry. Yeah, Johnny, what happens? What happens if it's if we don't get a result tomorrow night? We don't get a result against Wales. What? No. What happens to to um, the manager? What happens to Martin O'Neill? Well, Martin O'Neill said today that he is is very willing to. He's not only willing to stay on, but he's spoken with the FEI and they want him to stay on too. So um, now it was interesting that today he was pointing to the fact that since you know when he took over, season ticket sales were four thousand and now they're up to sixteen thousand, which is a an unusual point to make, and it's also not a point you would make. Um, uh, sort of off the top of the head it would suggest that he thought about saying it so um, that that is a comment as if to say well it shows that the public are behind us here I'm not entirely sure that's the case and I think if there was drop points against Moldova tomorrow night I think there would be a reaction at the full time whistle which might make the FAI think that their confidence uh, could be slightly misguided so um, I, and I can't envisage us dropping points against Moldova if they do I think some results are a game changer no matter what you've got uh, planned I think dropping points at home to Moldova would be uh, Staunton and Cyprus territory. Uh, you don't recover from that. I, I think too, Barry. But Dan, I only ask because we we've seen a few quid for Sam Alderdice in the next Ireland oh manager God. market in the last uh, big Sam last, going back uh, to the, the country yeah, where it all Sam, began yeah. from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roy heads the market at seven to four, but big Sam into seven to two now. It's ten to one. Bar surely, 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 Roy can't get the job yeah, yeah. after he annoyed Roy. What price is Mick McCarthy? Mick McCarthy's fourteen to one. Funny enough, uh, there's someone who'd like it and who gets on well with the hierarchy. That'd be the value play there. I think yeah. fourteen to one, Dan. Yeah, but, but I tell you what, I if think Roy it, actually. If Ipswich, know. as a lot of people expected them to, have a bad se- have a bad start to the season. Now they've had exactly the opposite. They've a game in hand, and they'd be actually be in the promotion zone if they won that. But if he had had a bad start and he was available, and as Dan said, we'd a bad outcome tomorrow night or a dreadful performance in Cardiff on Monday night. Mick would have been right there. I know he fancies another go at the gig. And uh, now I think he's out of the play now. So I think one of the reasons Martin may stay on is because there's nobody else offering. Chris Hutton ain't walking away from what he's got at Brighton. Mick isn't walking away from Ipswich at the moment while they're going well. Uh, Big Sam, he's now suing the FA. Would the FAI take him on while he's suing the FA for more money? Apparently, it's, it's in the paper just yeah. as lunchtime. It's, it's not not a market I would have thought of. We must wrap up on uh, the international. Just, just with with John's confidence there, uh, it's five to six double chance, George, in a draw. 
Yeah, I, I'd be oh, interested yeah, in taking Wales on that, yeah. in both games. I have to say, yeah. I really fancy the you know delay or taking on Wales on on Monday at home to us. When they're in Georgia on Friday, which is going to be a difficult game, they have to travel back. Yeah. Um, you know that that'll take something out of you. Um, Ireland ran out of steam against Serbia. They started very well, but they ran yeah. out of steam a bit. And Ireland have the option tomorrow. They've got Brady and McLean suspended tomorrow, coming back in fresh, fresh on yeah. Monday. So. I don't see a scenario where Ireland lose the match on Monday, I have to say. Beautiful, and, it could and be that the both teams, on. Yeah. Now, the thing is, both teams could kill each other and yeah, draw, and, draw and, and, both and, of them out. And, and everyone's toast. Yeah. But in terms of uh, you know, confidence, I wouldn't be going near Wales. Will, will that evens. make a difference, yeah. Barry or Dan, either of you? It's a match, as Dan says, in which if it's drawn, both teams are toast. Ireland and Wales have to have a winner. It's going to be a very different away match. It's not going to be an away match where you go to the like of Serbia and you go to the like of Austria and you're delighted with a draw. The situation is for both teams, presuming both of them win tomorrow, and in Wales' case that wouldn't be certain, but presume both of them win their first game, they both go in knowing they have to win. A draw just kills each other. Yeah. It's a horrible scenario, but that's the way it is. Yeah, it's, 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 going, to, it's going to play out interestingly. Um I suppose, but before we wrap up on football, Dan, uh, any League of Ireland fancies? I'm going to give, um, I'm going to give Limerick to beat St Patrick's on the betting exchange. It's around about three to one, and uh, that's obviously a huge game. You're 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 not convinced? Uh, no, I, I think it's a tough weekend at home in terms of the bets. I did have a, a good look at it earlier to see what did I fancy. You know, quite like Galway actually away to Bray. It's around two to one sort of territory, which I know you'd you'd approve of that bet. I was sort of looking. There was a. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams to score treble. The Pats Limerick game, Galway Bray, which I, I can see that happening, and Cove Waterford on Saturday, where you know nothing really to play for. It's around three to one. Both teams to score. Oh, Barry chuckled Barry when so. he said that about Galway. Just keep mentioning the hurling on Monday. You'll be all right. You keep. Well, Bray. Funny enough, Bray, my local side of Seagulls, they seem short enough now. It's six to five to beat Galway. Yeah. I wouldn't be getting them. Like 6-5 no, and Bray that's for sure what, yeah. price, what price is the horror scenario for us journalists of uh, Dun- of Cork winning the league at 25-10 to 10 on Saturday night what price is it yeah it's, well it's, I, that would be involved Dundalk dropping points away to yeah. Harps I mean I, I looked earlier I think Dundalk are like 2-5 to five in that game so yeah. it would be a Harps strong... are in the relegation zone for a reason uh, aren't they well yeah. you could be laying Dundalk because they have a cup replay against Rovers on Tuesday three days later yeah. and that's all their season really revolves around now so Dundalk might rest some bodies there could be a bit of value in that but yeah, I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna finish off by asking uh, the four of you: Would you back Ireland at six to one to qualify, Dan? Uh, I I wouldn't at that price now. No. John Nile to be short, all right. Yeah, I, I I would say no, Barry. I'd agree. I t- I think like depending on who we play and in whatever playoff permutation we get into, we're liable to be a, a three to one chance. Exactly. Uh, yeah, or bigger even in that game. Um, that that's it's it's just it's sad that there's so much gloom after the high you know in November we were really on a high after the Austria game but however Georgia um, killed us Johnny Georgia killed us Georgia. the second place permutation thing now yeah. if you'd if you'd won in Georgia it could be a situation a where a draw on Monday would be fine and yeah. we've that's unless unless the impossible happens it's that night in Tbilisi that that screwed us and, and, we all, and all the permutations people mm. say we were played off the park well, and we, we, and we were last yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we yeah. could have eliminated Wales before this game. Yeah. came around without Wales doing anything yeah. just from Ireland yeah. doing we, stuff we, we were problem. played off the park for 40 minutes they destroyed us with beautiful technical football but we also managed to miss four sitters not one not two not three 
we had four great chances for the second goal and didn't score any of them. I, I wouldn't be mad keen. This is not, isn't really relevant. I wouldn't be mad keen on, on Martin O'Neill getting the job. I just don't see I don't see where the progression is in terms of the philosophy. Well, who would of you replace game. him with? Um, a young manager, actually. Somebody who's young and fresh with ideas, not somebody who's basically there to, the name, to get us over the line. Yeah, um, yeah. People never fire Neil any... Lennon. Oh, d- no. Mm. No. It'd be interesting. I, I, Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill would be a great show. Michael I'd say he might O'Neill. want a club, club, club job, but he oh, wouldn't. I don't know. Michael. No. Michael, Michael would be ambitious enough now. I, Liked his time in Dublin, Dan. He, he, he yeah. did. He did. Yeah. I think he had his eye on the Scotland job yeah. uh, when that was looked mm. like it was going to come up. I mean, I, I know he had his eye on the Scotland job when that was on the premises. So. Well, that might be on the yeah. That might be well, on the premises. He lives in Scotland, enough. so it's all sort of down the road. But um, let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on to race. We've, we've. Uh, I have to say, Niall, I was really intrigued by the the Dundalk uh, commentary of Daisy Scal the other night because every race seemed to be Smullen and Colin Keane pulling clear. Um, it's great stuff, isn't it? It's really ah, exciting. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, and I have to definitely hold my hands up. You, you made know. a ball to this, really, because so did I. <laughs> we were tipping up a, a horse that he's, he's beaten about 50 lengths. Yeah, yeah. But not only that, but I also made a statement that I, I didn't I didn't think Colin would be in it like at this stage. I thought Donica could come with a rattle and it could be him and Pat fighting it out. And, and Colin has Colin's gone from... Incredible. He's gone from being level to, 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 to putting five in it and then four. It's back to four now. Um, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Like, we have a lot of, you know... This time of year, you're always looking forward to the jump racing and what's coming and the horses coming back out and the ground changing and all of that. But now you've Aiden going for the record. You have a lot of good group on action still to come. You have this battle, which is going to go right down to the wire. Like You could see this going to Nace on the fifth and, and, and still being up for grabs, still maybe fight to four you know we've each. got the guts for a month of this like yeah it's you know, brilliant and, and it is every meeting like there's no getting away from it like mm. you know you've you've. you've what, what do the pair of you think of the, the, it's going to go as you say is it the 5th of November and Nace that's the end of yeah. it is it yeah, yeah. well the, the Friday nights in Dundalk are going to count yeah and then it's going to stop on the 5th and the following Friday night if one of them has a four timer at Dundalk it won't count yeah, it's just it's the That's, nature of the winter yeah. series, I suppose. Well, should should there be a, a champion jockey on the sand, or should there, there is be a, a, there, they will yeah. give awards like? Yeah. But it's kind of I suppose it's kind of like the prep season, like the league compared to the championship. In it's a the way. Like, corpus, the yeah, I, w- I wouldn't yeah. have a big issue with that, but um, I I would say Barry, it, it really has captivated us, hasn't it? And and and, and in a betting sense as well, it's something that people will will like to get involved with because every race will matter if you've a bet in it. Yeah, big time. It's a great narrative as well. I really hate using that word, but it is something that, you know, for the last six weeks or, or, or eight weeks, it's really given a focus to the flat. Um, it's one to two, Colin Keane at the moment. He's on 80. I think Pat's Mullen on 76. He's a six to four. Chance. Remind me a bit of, remember the apprentice title that Joseph and Gary O'Carroll and uh, and uh, young Curtis, That's they, right. they, yeah. they drew. Three-way, uh, three-way photo, yeah. Three-way draw at the top of the market. Yeah, that was really exciting. Now, I know it's only an amateur title, but uh, or sorry, only an apprentice title, but uh, it would but remind me a bit of that. Just on that, just on that, Barry. Not giving up. This, year's this year's apprentice title, if this, if yeah, the, if the champion jockey wasn't as close and 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 gluing us all, there'd be a lot of focus on that. I agree. It's with unbelievable. You. Yeah. Like Anna is still in front. Yeah. yeah. But like, there's four. <laughs> I, I backed Anna. She hasn't ridden since July, and she's still leading. She's still two two in front of him. <laughs> I think she's yeah. one in front. One now. in front. Yeah. Yeah. Have you odds on that actually, I'm Barry? We do actually. Yeah, it's two to five. Connor or Gary Halpin's a hundred and thirty, and uh, Leonard's six to one chance. Two to five. Uh, Oshinor, is it? Or Oshinor, Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Connor uh, or is uh, Connor or is a relative of yours? I think is he? <laughs> he is now. We claim if he's any good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've uh, so just reiterate. So we've two to five. Oshinor has a good book of rides actually Friday night. 
Yeah, two to five Ushi Nori, yeah, 130 Gary Halpin, six to one bar. That's interesting. And uh, funny enough, uh, funny enough, like looking at at this year's senior title, obviously, uh, Colin Keane, one to two, six to four, Pat Smullen for, for next year's title, though, Pat Smullen, two to five, Colin Keane's be 11 to four chance, eight to one, Donica in that market. Uh, that's looking forward to next season. So I don't think, like, obviously, Dunica, we? we have to go back on Donica Island. No, no we don't. taking a perfect storm. Yeah, uh, for Colin Keane, obviously, to be heading this market at the moment. Like Pat Smullen, I don't think they're well has had as bad a season ever uh, um, in his training career in, yeah. in terms of since he's, he's uh, since he broke into the to the top three in the Irish uh, training ranks. And, Barry, wouldn't it um, wouldn't it be a wonderful achievement for Colin without the backing of a powerful stable? He's the backing of a very good stable, but not one of the powerhouses of Irish flat racing to take the title. When you don't get up on an O'Brien horse, you don't get up on a Weld horse, you don't get up on a Bulger horse very often. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great achievement. It's a significant achievement as well. It's a significant milestone um, for for flat jockeys in Ireland that a young kid like him can come through. And it shows. I know it's a bit cliched, but dedication and hard work. You know, he he go everywhere for a ride, and he's got on some nice horses this year. And he he's a very accomplished jockey. You don't become champion jockey without being very accomplished. And uh, he he'll go on to bigger and better things as well. That's for sure. One one bet that stands out actually. Um change and tack a small bit is the the British Trainer Championship I think Colin Tizard is a bit of value there at 11 to 2 in the jumps yeah like you know he could have he's reliant <coughs> on Tissel crack coming back uh, there's no reason to say he won't be but he's not reliant on him like he's all these pots horses that can that can that can you know Fox Norton can compete in those great ones but like he has a lot of novices there that you know can win the likes of the Talworth Hurdle and all these sort of great ones he won last year with Finian's Oscar Finian's Oscar has to go over fences now um, you know he, he should, he's only getting bigger he wasn't a kick in the arse away from it last year if he got like look at the entry he had last year if he wins a national which he, he will have national horses. If he wins a national, uh, you know, he's... He, That's a fair shout now. You know. Fr- frankly, yeah. he, hadn't he got a blank Cheltenham or only one winner? Was it yeah. blank? Yeah, he's yeah. terrible. Like, like he, that cost him. Like, yeah. there's so yeah, much money yeah. at Cheltenham. Yeah. So you, you can't yeah, win. Yeah, he'd he'd great entry, entry, then, he? Yeah, Probably. he had a great entry, but also it calls Nichols his chance. Although mm. Henderson had all these grade one winners, uh, Nichols won the Fox Hunters. Tizard didn't win anything at all. And guess what? Henderson wins the champions title. We, so we will have um, Kevin O'Ryan, who's Pat Smullen's agent, who's been quite despondent actually the last few days about Pat's chance. I thought Pat was a certainty a few weeks ago, but uh, Kevin might might say otherwise. But we're speaking of nationals, Barry. I, I quite like the Munster National. It's kind of the first uh, proper jumps handicap as the season develops. I'm very sweet in the horse here. Unfortunately, Dan is uh, hearing words that would suggest something else will win it. But what are the odds for the Munster the Munster National on Sunday at Limerick? Yeah, well, it's uh, Sandra Hughes' horse having its first run for Willie Mullins that heads the market at the moment. Uh, a horse called Total Recall uh, at 92. He's a decent enough hurler, Total Recall. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Willie does in him. Obviously, I suppose our traders are taking the opinion that uh, no disrespect to Sandra, Sandra Hughes now, but that uh, Willie Mullins could improve this horse no end. He heads the market at 92 ahead of uh, Arquish, the Joseph O'Brien trained horse that finished second to Potter's Point in the Kerry National. On Fiddler's Green, Harry the Bromhead's horse in there as well at 8-1, to one, RB de V. Uh, and nine to one chance off at the Zobo ten, and it's twelve to one bar. It, it looks like a really competitive race. Ran in the honour of uh, JT McNamara as well. A nice, uh, a nice touch from Labrooks has to be said. Absolutely. To uh, attach JT's name to that, 
Absolutely. Um, but it looks um, like it's going to be heavy down there on Sunday. And the market headed by total recall. So he's obviously priced on, you know, what he could do as opposed to what he has done. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he's my fancy in the race on the base that uh Willie's record with improving horse is incre is incredible really. Um Sandra Hughes had trained this horse to win three times. Um He's, he hasn't done an awful lot over fences and he, he's not proven over three miles but Limerick's a fairly easy three miles I think Ruby's going to be down to bottom weight here because according to the my, my article anyway in the Irish Dependent today would suggest that the top weight Devil's Bride won't run now that'll Dan that'll bring Arbor de V up to top weight which will bring um the the total recall into the handicap proper but as I was saying to a few people last night when I was backing this horse um there's going to be a horse to do me here, a horse that I've backed several times and I've given up on now, but you hear that there may be a bit of hope oh. for Alpha Desabo. Well, yeah, there's a bit of chat that there, there might be some explanation for his struggles last season. I'm like you. We were... I think we were in on a bet with him for the anti-post for the RSA and of course fourth, you know, the good each way oh price. God, and, yeah. um, he's just, he's, he was a disappointment last year, but if they found a reason, if he's maybe... He's a burster, isn't he? Yeah, well he's yeah, a burster, he has, but the, once maybe a burster, there a always a burster as far as I'm concerned. Was a couple of them struggling with the virus last year maybe, and if so, I mean you're taking it on chance here, but I'm just saying it's the probably you know the classy horse in the race he's rated 145 there's a couple of horses the likes of Arkwish he's given £7 to him you know had a couple of good runs over the summer but if Alpha should, should well be able to, t mm. to take him I respect your selection because of the, the background to it but it, and, and I also respect the fact that sometimes Mouse's first time out as Niall was mentioning earlier off air they might need to run and even his first time record Alpha isn't isn't great anyway he bombed last year first time out completely um, but I just feel this is one I don't want to let go because it, look, it could look very silly afterwards. It does. It does yeah. It does remind mm. me a bit of Mossbank when he won the race for them. But um, who's going to ride him now? Uh, now, granted, when this goes on air, it might be known. But at this stage, yeah, you'd have to say with the weight Mark being so Enright. low, maybe Mark Enright. Uh, Russell would have to come into contention. It, it's, it's hard, and Russell rarely rides for Mouse, so it's yeah. kind of complex. But who do you like in the race? <sighs> now, here we go. I don't like the way you're smiling, Niall. There's one. Be outlandish. If, I, if I was a if I was a bookmaker <laughs> that I'd be very, very cautious of. And that is top of the town. Right? Uh, Charles. He's a he's a fifty to one shot at the moment, okay. And ha, like his form of late would suggest he's a fifty to one shot. Uh but he he couldn't have become a bad horse overnight, or could he have become a decent horse overnight when he when he had his bit of a run last year, right? He he won his he won his beginners uh, a Tipperary on on decent ground now it must be said okay um, he's just going to get in off a lightweight if there was any mumblings any sort of money coming for it at all like the fifty to one it looked massive Charles is local track he's been able to rejuvenate this horse before he's going to be in there off a lightweight. He'll have his supporters if they ask eating owners anyway. Yeah. Local track you could just see that. This could have maybe been a bit of a plan to, to get him to the Munster National. Uh, he had a run over hurdles the last day. Um, Barry Orr, is he talking mad? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't think you can ever discard that, that man's horses, and especially if there's money for him, you'd have to sit up and take notice. But on the same hand, if you don't see any money for it, you might as well. Yeah. You may as well have just put your money on the ground and burnt it. Yeah. Um, you'd you'd really have to see money for it. You couldn't you couldn't attempt to pack a horse that's that's been out of form so badly from that yard 
yard without uh, seeing Ridley's for a first. I fancy a horse tonight. I think a horse will run really well. Uh, Joseph trains a catnap. Yeah, that's John, you're sweet on him as well. well. Done, sir. It's got some very clever owners. Um, Carol McManus's wife part owns it with uh, with uh, in in. Ian Murphy uh, of uh, of elite fame and uh, Shane Grant's wife. So uh, if you see money for that, you could have a few quid in it. That's for sure. It's got a couple of decent runs at Ramwell uh, in the national um, in the Topham. Sorry, uh, last year at Aintree, I finished second to Ultra Gold and went on then to Pointerstown. It was a non-runner behind Sizing, and it, it got a nice pipe opener behind Hurricane Darwin in Navan. Just. Uh, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, so um, I think he could go well at a decent enough price as well. I yeah, think he's a bit uh, ha- happy days. Um, we we did a piece in the paper today about Mona Lee, and there is about a sixteen to one available for him uh, for the RSA Chase uh, long term. I'd certainly give that a mention. I, I was I would suggest that, and it's been a good run of late for the anti post selections in the paper. Um, what else do we like over the weekend and upcoming lads in the racing front? Well, just well, you're mentioning a sixteen to one shot there. Fiona makes her debut right now. She does hurling not, debut on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. sorry, her, hurling debut. She, she does not lack gears here, right? She's going to have loads of options. You know, bumper winners would generally be maybe going down the longer route. I think at 16 to 1 for the Supreme Novice, she would be quick enough to run and to line up there. You know, if you're if you're into that anti-post back in that far in advance, you know, if she was to line up in the Supreme Novice, even if she, she only Last had, mayor to win the race. Can I, can I say, we were down filming in Gordon Elliott's yesterday. And um, we we filmed uh, Fiona schooling, and she schooled exceptionally well. She looks a really really smart jumper. Davy Russell schooled her, um, and I did ask Gordon, you know, what route would he be keen to go down? And at this stage, he was very keen about the mayor's novice. He's of the opinion, and he always has been. He'd always go for the easier option. Uh, he would consider the mayor's novice at Cheltenham. If she makes it to Cheltenham, it's a long, long way it away. A lot of water is going to go under the bridge. And as he said, a lot of bubbles will be burst between here and March. Last mayor but to win the Supreme, Barry? Sorry? Last mayor to win the Supreme Novice Hurdle. The last mayor to win it was this. Was this. Jeez, I couldn't tell you. Was Montalado a boy or a child? No. Montalado was a geezer. Geezer. <laughs> yeah, Montalado was. Was like like a butterfly huh? geezer. Like yeah. a butterfly. No, like a butterfly was a was a filly. So like a butterfly. Yeah. So was that an adamant approach fell at the last? Was it? It could be like a butterfly, and, and I know there are people listening out there who actually know the answer, and we've let ourselves down. <laughs> Do you have it, Nile? No, but Fiona is best probably six to one with Bayfair for the mayor's novice hurdle. So you can save on that. I'm hearing murmurs about another horse for that race, but um, anything else in the well, race? It doesn't matter what murmurs you hear. If, if she lines yeah, up in, I, that, I, in the same form she lined up in that in Cheltenham Festival last year, there's will, no horse will beat her. Not necessarily. Sorry, Barry. Go on. Um, I think the uh, the Irish Zarvish is on in Navan on Sunday. It's, it's a cracking it, race. It is. I don't know whether any of us had a look at it, but there's a horse running in it. Gustavus Vasa. It's another Willie Mullins horse that he's had to get out of another yard. Out of Andy Oliver's, um, had three runs. He won a maiden, a maiden in Town Royal for Andy over a mile too. Gustavo Vasa, and uh, he's a six to one favourite at the moment. Like I said, it's another horse. It, it's it's more priced on what he potentially could achieve stepping up to the two miles. But Abyssinian, one of um, one of Aidan O'Brien's uh, Galileo Colt 
another horse that could be any end of improvement with him. We've seen some money for him in the last 24 hours at 10 to 1, but it's going to be fascinating to see this Gustavo Vassa in what's a, a really decent race. And I've got to give an honourable mention to Automated at Gordon Elliott's. That looks like it's going to run, and then uh, there was a quiet little tip going around the yard yesterday for. Just back to some anti-post of Quick Barry while you're talking to us. Um, a horse that, it's not that he cost me a lot of money, he didn't win me a lot of money last year, Mellon. He didn't run after running at Cheltenham, am I right? Did he run once? He ran, he ran, he ran once cost me a lot yeah. of money at Punchstown, yeah. Uh, Willie seems to be sending yeah. him over fences. I presume because Min is not a novice this year, even though he was injured, he did win a couple of races before he was injured, so he can't send him novice chasing. He's talking about sending him novice chasing. Now, that would seem to indicate, yeah, sorry, it's, it would seem to indicate to me that Willie is very confident that all his two-mile hurdlers will be there this year. Well, he's, he's still in the anti-post market, obviously, for the champion hurdle. He's a 20-to-1 chance along with Min, yeah. um, Mellon is. Um, I, I, don't, I haven't seen him in any, uh, in the Oracle bet, and I think he's 12-to-1 he's favourite at the moment for the Oracle. So, yeah, there has been an indication, but... I suppose, like anything, uh, we'll have to wait and see. You have to see how they jump first time, mate, and that if he wasn't to take to it, I'm sure they'd revert to their hurdle route. Or do you but, have to, uh, do you have to see how Fahim does in the Morgiana next month? <laughs> is that the bigger issue? Well, I think a lot of the season, Willie's jigsaw is going to revolve around that as well. I could see um, yeah. York Hill going hurdling if Fahim isn't yeah. up to scratch. So that it's, it's really going to be interesting. I, I don't think Willie at this stage really knows exactly where a lot of horses are going, but... Uh, I, I, I'm really buzzing. We can have this discussion every week for the next yeah. you know, two, six months. Well, I, yeah, there's more permutations when it comes to Willie Mullins than, than there Ireland. is for Ireland the to football. qualify for the 2018 World well, Cup. I think, I think Johnny has a very oh, good point, good. Barry. That run of Fahim planned for the Morgiana next month is going to be a cornerstone in that jigsaw. If, you know, if it works, if it fails, uh, it's going to direct a lot of Willie's horses in a certain way. So uh, that's the way it'll be. Barry, thanks a million for joining us. Some interest stuff there and see you on Monday with Niall at the bar at uh, yeah, 5 to 8 or so. 5 to 8? Yeah. Nice and early now, lad. Nice Bring and your early. passports, your toothbrush and your Irish jersey. That's all you need. And thanks a million to Barry Orr uh, for coming on and also to Kevin O'Ryan who now joins us. Uh, and Kevin obviously is an agent of Pat Smullen. Uh, now, Kevin, I was chatting to you briefly uh, during the week. Four behind. Uh, are you a little bit worried, Pat Smullen, against Colin Keane? You are Pat's agent. Uh, are you anyway worried? Oh, of course I'm worried. We're very worried, Johnny. We've been worried for a while. Uh, look, obviously, you know, Gerald Lyons having a remarkable year, and he keeps, myself and Gerald actually been having great flagging over this for the last couple of weeks. And uh, he keeps telling me he's very little to run, and yet he keeps throwing out these winners left, right, and centre. Obviously, as well documented, Dermot Wild has had a dreadful season by his own lofty standard. And um, we're just starting to run out of time. We've what, 48 outside winners ridden. We've got great support from numerous trainers. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, that man, Gerald Lyons, keeps pulling out, uh, pulling out winners. But look, we've plenty to come, hopefully, for these guys. Uh, I remember Dermot Wells said to me one day when I got beaten a horse to his second is a lonely spot so I hate finishing second Pat Smullen hates finishing second but uh, we go down to the uh, bitter end and we have some good rides in Dundalk tomorrow night so look it's obviously this time of the year four behind we to ride five without Colin Keane riding another winner Obviously, we're starting to run out of racing, but look, we keep plugging away for the better. I, I like the fighting talk there because Dundalk is Friday night. Uh, that's the start of, uh, you know, a, a hectic sort of four weeks thereabouts that is left, which is a long time. Is six to four value at this present moment on Pat Smullen retaining his title? Oh, definitely not. Definitely uh, not. You know, 
no, you know me. I, I'm being well. Look, I'm pessimist at the best time, mm. but uh, <laughs> but uh, look, I thought I, I genuinely thought when we pulled it back, we were 14 behind. I think at one stage uh, during the year, and we pulled it back to level pegging after this doll. And I was hoping then Dermot Wells was going to kick back into form, but uh, unfortunately that hasn't. I know we've had a winner here and there for Dermot and Moniz have won the night, but as it stands, six to four is not value, and I would be swinging in favour of Colin Keane. He's the one at the advantage. You're better off being four ahead than four behind, especially this time of year. Like we're at, we are running out of racing time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. big thing with Dermot Wells, two-year-olds. There's obviously a lot of two-year-olds there, but when they were sick, you obviously had to ease off them. So now they're not going to be ready to run the last couple of weeks of the season because they've missed probably the guts of a month, six weeks, you know? Niall, does does Kevin have... We know Pat's a great rider. Do you have enough faith in Kevin to get Pat over the line here? <laughs> and he has to carry him over the line. I, I have faith in Kevin. I have faith in Rory. I have faith in Gerlines. I've Rory Tierney is Colin yeah, Keane's agent. I have faith in everyone to, to make this the battle. It's going to be all the way right down to Nace. Um, look, Kevin makes the, uh, the, the fair point there that you know you have to go right five without Colin riding one. But uh, look, you're talking about Pat Smullen here. You know what I mean? Like and. The one thing that I'm sure Kevin will, will verify is that when when Pat doesn't have to ride for Dermot and uh, Colin's not riding for Jar, every trainer will be praying that they get one or the other because they know that absolutely gung-ho, this, this stage of the year, everything is going into this. Um, I think I think Pat can, can, can just about shade it. Um, it's absolutely nothing against Colin Keane, but the, the older dog for the hard road, I suppose. And he's been there, he's done that. He's obviously still very, very hungry for it. Um, it, it it's a credit to Colin that he, that he is, as, as Kevin said, got a back level and, and pulled clear again. Um, but it's going to go right down to the wire. Six to four just seems to be a bit of value in a in a market where there's so little. Between. Yeah, and if you want an interest as well, and Kevin, just before before you go, the the, the obviously the Munster National and the Irish Cesar, which very uh, interesting race over the weekend. What do you like? Uh, I tell you what I like in the Cesar, which right is the horse of Willie Mullins is called Gustavus Vasa. Uh, first run for Willie. He'll have eight five in his back. Chris Hayes uh, will be riding, hopefully. And Chris Hayes knows this horse well. Uh, he's relatively inexperienced. Sonny is what her fourth run. He was uh, a winner first time. I think it down right. He actually beat that smart horse on the go again of uh, Mick Mulvaney uh, for Andy Oliver. Subsequently, being bought by Willie Mullins, I think he's a standout one in it. I thought Gustafus Vasas could be hard to beat. And the Munster National on Sunday. I thought Alpha Desabo, uh, interesting in a handicap. Mouse Morris draw a line through last season for him. And to be fair, he's a good winner in the uh, in Gorn the other day with two head for me. A couple of his horses have been running well, finishing in the money as well. I think Alpha Desabo is a massive chance, but there's a real sneaky one there, a real dangerous one. If he runs, is total recall for Willie Mullins. First run for Willie Mullins. And uh, down the bottom of the handicap, he's a smart horse, a uh, decent performer with Sandra Hughes. First run for Willie Mullins, and Sandra obviously uh, retired from training. And I thought the Munster National between Alpha to the ball and Total Recall of both of those. I, 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 I think you might be right, Niall. Are you down there, Are you down there, Kevin, on Sunday, or where are you? Here? No, I'm down there Sunday. I'm uh, at the race on Sunday down there. So yeah, I thought... Dublin now. <laughs> I thought... Um, 
I thought if there was any money for, for, for top of the town, he could be a sort of horse that just might find his farm back at local track for connections and, and things like that. So, uh, could get Kevin back you, in the you could, you could go viral, viral again, again this again, Sunday. Yeah. I think we've gone good and viral with the lads anyway, at least. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the optimistic lads were telling me the last time I interviewed them, the social media boys, Mike Wharton at the race, has told me it's well over a million hits. Uh, it's the most watched at the races video ever, apparently. Uh, so, so there you have it. So, Josh Sheen and the boys are. When you, when you were riding in bumpers, you never thought you'd get a million hits. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Top man, Kevin, and uh, we shall see you uh, at the weekend, and thanks for coming on. Come on, Johnny. Interesting to hear Kevin there, and I know he is worried uh, about it, um, but no better man than Pat Smullen, most dogged, dogged uh, performer, and he will not be giving up the title easily at all. Uh, Rory O'Connor is not with us. Uh, he was actually easier to get on the show when he was in South Africa, but now that he's back in Dublin, he's other things to do. So uh, he's given us Connacht and Munster on the spread this weekend. Uh, so he's been Rory's selections have been generally hitting the target uh, in the rugby of late. So bear that in mind, and it could be a nice little double as well at around about the 11-4 to 4 shot. Uh, lads, in, in any other sports, we any selections over the weekend, yeah, and we'll, we'll get the nap American afterwards football well. bet. I've been doing well with these lately, most of them in the paper, not on the punters' platform, so I'm going to, I'm going to spread the love this weekend. The Jets, the Bills and the Steelers all to win this Sunday's 11-2, and I have an exotic football bet which is in the CONCACAF qualifying, which is North America to you. I'm actually, these are three certainties to me, and I'm delighted that they work out at over two to one, which is USA, Mexico, and Costa Rica all to win. The matches are in the early hours of Saturday morning, our time, 0035 Saturday morning. So you've, you've got all day Friday to get them on. USA, Mexico, and Costa Rica, they're all at home. They'll all win, and it pays out at over two to one. Sounds convincing, Niall. Yeah, you can't you can't argue with that. And as we mentioned earlier, John has Georgia in the draw at five to six as well. So it could yeah. be a could be a profitable weekend for for the punters platform. And speaking of the punters platform, what is the Nile Cronin nap of the weekend? I think I'm going aside with Roly Poly to be honest. Um, you know she's been there. She's done that. Okay, this is Saturday. Yeah, you have to ignore. First of Aiden's Group One pursuits. Yeah. Uh, if 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 you if you were ever in your life to back a one to eight shot. I think this is the one for Aiden to break the record. Have you ever backed a one to eight shot? I don't think I have, to be Dan, honest. Dan? Ever ever backed not, single, single? not a single. No, single, actually, he's definitely not. So, no, no, you I couldn't. I've many of them, actually. What? what? Many of them. What? What has he got? He's got... Backed Ivan at a short price one day, but not... No, did not, he win? He did. It wasn't yeah. the last thing. It wasn't the last thing. He's got Saturday. Race, so. He's got the race in post. He's got British Champions Day. He's got all the all the two-year-old race. He's got the Breeders' Cup. He's got Hong Kong. Japan. Australia. Australia. I think the difference here, lads, is I think he actually kind of wants to win it this year. No, he does. But even if he didn't, right? Even yeah. if he didn't, he just want to win it so he stopped being associated with it. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if, if he genuinely I mean. yeah. doesn't want to win it, if he really doesn't care, <laughs> he, he just, just wants to shut us all up yeah. by, by, by the My next time beating exactly. his own record. You know yeah. what I mean? Like It wouldn't be as big a story. Bobby Frankel... You know, his name will be just disassociated with it and it'll just be the end, right? So, like... 
And his he just wants to win. His name is now associated with a horse, not. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, <laughs> his and, name is immortalized. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, wait till the Coolmore powers unleashed. They're the, Dubai, we know. So well, yeah, yeah. wait till they unleashed, unleashed the Galileo called Aiden or yeah. Listen Aiden. Or <laughs> 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 we're, getting, we're going on a tangent here. Roly Polies, your nap the weekend, is it? Roly Polies, my nap of the weekend. And Saturday. I, uh, I suppose draw Ireland 3 to 1 was the standout in the soccer. And any little. I, I, I'm prepared to have a tenner each way on top at the top of the town and if there's any money for him at all then to, to go in a bit bigger Dan yeah I, I don't I'm st- going to stick with Alpha Alpha de Sobo and it's the last time I'm losing money on that horse of so the one I should have mentioned earlier that's not your nap the weekend is it well I don't know oh, I, no. I, I did that treble earlier that both teams scored treble with Pat's Galway and COVID sorry yeah, Pat's Bray and COVID home which is 3-1 to one. The, one, the one thing I wanted to mention earlier Cyrus Christie to score against Moldova any time is 9-1 to one. Mm, now if yeah. we're if we're and he will play for 90 minutes if Ireland are on their front foot they're attacking which they should be Christie will be spending a lot of time in the opposition half he's definitely going to get into positions um, I'm, I'm a bit tempted by that I have to say 9-1 any time goal scorer that's a great show. Christie almost as likely as Miley Cyrus to score in a night out would you say 1-9 um, yeah. wow. is it 1-8 <laughs> shot you put back <laughs> that's his nickname by the way he's known as Miley in the squad yeah Revoking memories of Glen Row. My nap is total recall at Limerick. Just oh, this horse are taking each other on here. The, be- the beauty of these races, I always find, and I'll go to our racing expert here, Nile. If you're running in these good handicap chases, very few horses have anything in hand of any real degree. This horse could have twenty pounds in hand if Willie can bring about the expected improvement. Yeah, and not this in Sandra Hughes. No, I'm, it's I'm not to do with Sandra Hughes really because the horse is probably ready. And he's only supposed to three miles. If if the horse was running in this race for Sandra Hughes, you could make a case that he was still relatively unexposed mm. compared to a lot of the horses in the in the race. And the fact that Willie does have such a great record, no matter where they've come from over time, he has such a great record in 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 getting more out of them. Um, you'd certainly have to say he's a he's a very very big player. Doesn't always happen. Just so often does it, Willie. And uh, it's going to be a great weekend of sport, actually, particularly on the racing front with such such captivating action, really, on Sunday at Navin and Limerick. And uh, Sandwich and all of that, of course, are the two Ireland games. And we shall see what happens. But thanks to Dan, thanks to John, Niall, and over the phone with Kevin O'Ryan and Barry Orr from Betfair. And uh, hopefully next week, that 6-1 to one might uh, have looked a great bet on Ireland to qualify.